When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just a note before we get going, this is split into two parts that drop at the same time. So if you listen to part one, dive straight into part two afterwards. Hello, I'm Russell Kane. This is Man Baggage. It is the space where I gather men together. We delve into their heads. We try and find out how men work, what makes them tick. Think of it like a Haynes manual. We're opening the bonnet, we're looking inside, and we're seeing how many moving parts there are to a man's brain. Not many, according to a lot of women who tweet me. According to a lot of women, it's just sort of a blob attached to a piston with a stick that goes hard at the end in the nether regions. But I firmly believe there's more to men than that, and I believe the fact that we don't talk about it enough is what leads to some of the issues we have around masculinity in this phrase, which I now hate because everyone says it, just like I hate Teslas because everyone drives them. (laughs) Toxic masculinity. I now can't drive a Tesla because too many annoying ones drive them. I try to get men that are in the the public eye really wide ranging. We have comedians, athletes, actors, authors, all types of personalities on here. But anyone involved in existing, which is all of us, and today's guess what can I say? The, the tan still lingering on his ripped nine <laughs> percent body fat body. It's the double crowned. Well, well, double. I should. I was going to say double entry, but I realised how wrong that would sound. I mean, <laughs> d- double, <laughs> double resident of the villa, Adam Collard in the house, all the way from Newcastle. Adam, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm ready to go into the firing line. I mean, I might regret saying that, but you know, I've made plenty of mistakes, so hopefully it'll be a good episode. Well, um, well, for people that don't watch Love Island or that are unaware of what it is, it's a, it's a programme, very, very popular on ITV, where couples get together in a mating game and then people watch it or people pretend to be better than watching it and then secretly watch it anyway, because let's face it, millions of people are watching it, so some of you are fucking lying. Anyway, you don't need to know who Adam is, you just need to know he's, he's built a business on being a media personality. He's a very successful man and he's definitely got some failures under his belt. Probably not as many as me, who's had a dildo chucked to my face going, your shit, get off at Chelmsford Civic Centre. <laughs> But certainly a fair few. Now, it would be the easiest thing in the world for me to sit here with Adam and talk about mistakes, mistakes in relationships, mistakes in careers, mistakes in all aspects of life. But we would inevitably drift into making assumptions about women and how their brains operate. We can't have that. So we have a strong female, ideally northern, to make it even stricter presence, <laughs> to help us audit like a house of lords. And we're joined by Lindsay Kane this week, who I'm married to, purely on the force of of my good looks and height, nothing to do with my sense of humour uh, and, and gig rate. <laughs> listen, listen, lads, just stay five foot ten, go to the library, you'll be covered in fucking funny. And, uh, <laughs> oh, Adam, it's, it's weird, because as soon as these microphones are switched on, I get to say what I want, and when they're off, 
get my face smashed yeah, in. Yeah. Get in the neck. Yeah. So, uh, Lindsay, welcome. But before we speak to you, Lindsay, Adam, what's going on? Anything you'd like to plug? I know, obviously, coming out of the villa, your schedule's going to be packed. You're going to be heading into nightclubs. You're going to be doing personal appearances. You're going to be emceeing events. Mm. You're going to have corporate work. People don't realise how busy it is. It can be. Thankfully, a business is a business and we love to see people being successful here. Anything else you're working on? I feel like you should be starting a fitness app or something like that or working on another show. Well, actually, we have the fitness app. I've had it for three years now. So it's something that I do online coaching. We've got people all around the world. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, I never thought that. And this is one thing I really must thank Love Island for. I always did that and I opened it. I've only ever had one job being a personal trainer, really. But yeah, that's all my passion is fitness. We have a gym that is successful for four years and hopefully opening a new gym. So to be honest, the nightclubs and stuff like that, obviously it's great to meet people, but it's kind of a means to an end. And then I just want to do fitness, do what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And then funnily enough, I was in Italy last week having a great time with Page Two. So it's win-win oh, wow. right now. Oh, where were you in Italy? Anywhere nice? She had a very, very saucy photo shoot in Rome. And then uh, we went and stayed there for our birthday and went to Milan for a night. So oh, it was lovely. lovely. So again, Paige, for listeners might not know, is your love interest, your girlfriend? How official are we? I mean, she's, how, she's my girlfriend. Bloody hell. No, 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 no. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd share yeah. my fractured my knee or I'd propose. I just, I can't get on. <laughs> No, I went in there and just basically picked the most awkward and furthest away person possible in Newcastle. So I went right on the brink of Swansea. So that's a lot of fun. Oh, don't so worry. We've got really well, really well connected rail networks. You'll have no problem getting <laughs> Yeah, but no, it's going great. Um, it's good yeah, just hear, having man. a good time and it's a busy schedule right now. You know. What's your app called, Adam? So my gym is called Sculpt, as in, and I always like to think of it, Sculpt Your Body, but Sculpt Your Mindset. And the app is called The Sculpt Academy. So yeah, you can sign up adamcollard.com, really simple. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I just—I I mean, I would be building on top of my gains already, so I'd probably need to go advanced or something. You'd probably lose your sense of humour or something. <laughs> yeah. You lose lose brain cells the stronger you get. I'm like a pepper army under here. Listen, I'm I'm ripped for my size. That's what I like to say. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so today we're talking about mistakes. Now, mistakes have got a bit trendy lately. Um, it's all about mistakes. What can we learn from mistakes? In fact, one of the, my favourite podcasts, in fact, I've been a guest on this podcast and she has been a guest on mine, is Elizabeth Day's How to Fail. In fact, we more and more we learn about failure and mistakes, the more we come to realise it's actually a building block. So it's not doesn't have the bad rep it had five or six years ago. It's very trendy. Lots of books about learning from your mistakes. Lots of these American books with exclamation marks about learn how to fail into profit uh, by someone you've never heard of who's skint. Um, so, but what is a what is a mistake? <laughs> Get your screenplay published by Bob Fleschenheimer, who never has. So, what is a mistake? A mistake is an action, decision, or judgment that produces an unwanted or unintentional result. But as I'm sure we're going to go on to discuss, that unwanted or unintentional result very often is the thing we build. And in fact, I sometimes like to draw an analogy with exercise. If you're coming out of the gym without some muscle fibers torn without having done some, in inverted commas, micro harms to your body, you are not going to build muscle. Life is very much the same. We need to tear these microfibers to move forward, people. So it doesn't need to be a negative thing. But I'm obviously going to come to you, Adam, straight away. I always start with a gendered question. It annoys Twitter, so I do mm-hmm. it more. Do you think men are less aware of their mistakes compared to women? We're only asking you for your experience of all the men you know, uncles, dads, friends, brothers, cousins, whatever. I think that one of the things that I've definitely learned more in the last sort of year, year and a half is 
I used to let pride get the better of us and almost be too stubborn to admit when I'd made a mistake. So I don't know if that's being unaware or even maybe just being like, just trying to, like I say, like I had too much pride to hold my hands up and almost like I would fight it and fight it and fight it. And this is one of the things that probably in my relationship now and of recent, like not just in a relationship romantically as well, my relationship with everyone is kind of being able to like hold my hands up and kind of acknowledge when I've done something wrong. I think girls especially seem to be a lot better at doing that. Mm. So it's almost like lying, men are quite good at lying to themselves or suppressing. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And uh, I think that that's one, th- I come from a pretty male dominated family on my dad's side, bit rough around the edges, didn't really spend too much time with each other unless it was like work orientated when I was younger and it kind of made us grow up really fast and always be around all the people and it kind of gives you this sort of tough exterior where you or it shouldn't but it kind of did by default where I was like oh like I can't do this because I'm sort of I've got to be like it's like the man of the house thing isn't it and yeah. it's so stupid yeah. or like almost like trying to be a leader or something yeah. like that yeah. so like I have three sisters so I was like well I can never share my feelings I can never o- almost open up I can never do all these things Whereas really, and it's probably the same with the Love Island thing. I got the stereotype of the bad boy in series four, which was my undoing by uncertain things. Just to remind people what happened in series four to attract that. Not that I want to dig things up, but... So series four, I had pretty much the most relationships in there. Not relationships, but I had the most girls coupled up with of anyone ever. Personally, I would have done a lap of the villa afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that that happened. And to be fair, like there's half of us that think I could have been a bit softer with my approach and maybe taken people's feelings into account a little bit more. But there's part of us that is also aware of the fact of like, I kind of had to make a decision in 48 hours over and over again about Mm -hmm. who I had the best connection with. Is that a mistake in real life? It would would just be an encounter where you would go out for a couple of pizza expresses. You might have a shag and move on. It's like, it wouldn't be be the end of the world. Everything's so magnified in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think my point is, you don't expect the bad boy of the series no. to like open up, whereas yes. everyone expects Dr. Alex to open up about yes. his feelings. Very, very well put. Because I got tarnished with that brush, I thought, well, I'm never going to come out and say when I'm struggling because it's not cool for me to do because I've got that stereotype. So how old were you when you went into the series four? I just turned 22. And then how old are you now? 26 for this year. So do you, do you feel like your age, obviously the age has like got a, a big difference to it? Yeah, but 26 isn't like isn't like exactly like a hermit in a cave in his 90s, is it? No, but what I mean is like, it's a bit of experience of being in that world. Mistakes bring wisdom, whatever yeah. age you make them. I think that it's also, yeah, it's the experience. It's not necessarily their age. I went through a couple more relationships, understanding what what was wrong with me, what, what things I do. So again, like going into... Like me and Paige, for example, had our first argument the other day and it wasn't anything bad, but like me in the past would have been so stubborn that I would have just fought it and fought and fought it and was like, I'm never wrong. Yeah. Whereas like 21, 22 year old me, the Love Island producer has got me like a jack in the box out of a relationship and knew that I was just going to go in there like a bull in the china shop. Whereas fast forward four years, I actually came out of a relationship exactly the same time. It wasn't long, but I didn't really have the same approach of going in there of the sense of like, I just want to get over this by going around with... To be honest, like getting onto the next girl and trying to forget about it, I'd actually probably matured and grown up a little bit and thought like that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is by actually like, trying to speak about it. Yeah. Well, I, I can't wait till I reach that level of maturity. But Lindsay, what's your? <laughs> let's speak to the man of my house, Lindsay. What do you think? Uh, 
Do you think men are less aware of their mistakes? I have to say, I just think it's a real mix. I don't think women are more than men or vice versa. What about owning up to their mistakes? Are men better at owning up to their mistakes? It's a difficult one. If I'm basing it on you, I think you're very good sometimes of, you know, owning up. The, the bigger mistakes, yes. But just like the small, tedious ones, I think you're sort of not as good. Well, like I didn't put a frying pan away or something. Yeah, like, or, or oh, you... Oh, fucking half half a divorce, you're like... You, you put like <laughs> the veg in the, in just the, you know, the recycle, not, oh, not in girls, the... Oh, girls, I tell you, I'm yeah. so toxic. Yeah, don't come near me, I'll get you oh, pregnant. Yeah. The recycling, <laughs> the recycling's a classic. Yeah. There's so some, think, girl, some there girls going, my husband's, my husband's got another girl pregnant. What did yours do? Mine put the vegetables in, in like the tin recycling. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is on the biggest stuff, I think you're much better at being like, oh, fuck's up there. Like, you know, it's, it's my fault. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Lindsay, when was the last time you made a huge mistake? Oh, never. Um, no, all the time. But I, I think, <laughs> again, like with wisdom, I, I suppose like businesses in the past and like now I'm like, oh, I can see that it was my fault. I didn't do this or maybe I tried to do too much or, you know, instead of blaming the market or the other people, the other brands competition, you know, it's like actually I should take responsibility there. So I think the older I'm getting, the more I'm you know open to yes it was my fault isn't part of making a mistake willing to not play the victim the two things are linked we me and Lindsay had some deep conversation about this the other night we'd had a drink but uh, yeah victim mentality people think of it as like uh, you know i'm so put upon but actually it can be people that never make a mistake oh that's not my fault I, the car got smashed because that guy pulled out on me like if you never make a mistake you're always playing the victim even if you're doing it in quite a dominant way but i think it holds you back if you can never take responsibility and it's oh it's my boss or it's the people i work with oh it's this it's them you're never going to grow as a person i think are we saying that mistakes as painful as they might be bring growth i mean yeah there, any, any other mistakes in your life adam just moving away from what you're known for on on screen what's your biggest 
F-ups. Biggest mistakes. I mean, there's loads. I mean, I get I got it in the neck the other night for leaving the toilet seat up. It's not going to change. I really try to think about it. Never comes, never, never comes into this brain. Must be all the lifts and weights. But then <laughs> stuff like in the past where I've probably been with. So I opened the gym when I was 21, and there was probably one member of staff specifically where I actually got rid of him, and maybe it was a little bit hot-headed of me, just because like it was my baby, it was my business, and I just got a little bit rash of it. And I think it might not have been enough to like really get rid of him. I think it definitely actually was the right decision in the end, but it was a little bit rash of me at the time. I maybe should have like. I don't know, like try to be constructive about it or try to, I don't know, approach things a different way. Not everyone's like uh, robust, like do this, yeah. do that. You kind of need to be constructive with it, I think. What are you like when people make mistakes and you're the victim of their mistakes? Do you go naught to 100? Do you sulk and simmer? Do you steam in there, bull in a china shop style? What's your approach? My best friends say that you are like the coolest one for a certain amount of time, never lose your temper. But then when you go, it's like World War Three. So they say that about me. But then I don't know, I can be huffy as well. I'll hold my hands up and be huffy. Like me and Paige, like there's there's been times where I, I can just be silent treatment and I can just switch off. And that's another thing that is probably a negative. Would you tell her the mistake she's made or are you more likely to hold it in, hope that you can become unannoyed about it? My process, which I don't know if it is, and it's actually weird. We'll probably be silent treatment, go to the gym, get some channeled aggression out, and then come back around about eight hours later. And then she'll be like, why has this came out now? And I've been like, because I've done all of the things to now calm me down. So now I'm actually telling you why. Yeah. Me. Why is your bicep ripping out of your t-shirt? You're like, I, I, I can't even fucking move, but I'm ready to talk. <laughs> but like, even, even just daft stuff, like going for a walk, I think, yeah. I mean, everybody loses the cool a little bit. I think there's a difference between being like, being aggressive or being like which is not the case but like just being like a little bit irate about a situation and sometimes it could be the daftest thing sometimes it could be like something that's happened two days ago but then it's the toilet seat that's left up that actually blows up yeah 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 yeah. because it's the last thing so i think i'm definitely learning to kind of own up and open up a lot more but we still need to get better everyone does Lindsay, would you say that you're a, a silent brooder or a, a naught to 100 person if someone makes a mistake in your presence? I mean, I obviously know the answer, but for the benefit of the l- listeners. I'm, I'm mental. I'm naught to 100, like, really quickly. But I am better than I used to be, aren't I, Russell? Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, but your starting tone can be, and it's not you. They, they, I think lots of people are like this, is, you left the door open! Uh, <laughs> at, at top volume instantly. <laughs> the door's open! I told you to close it! There's no... It's yeah. like, what the fuck? Where yeah. was the... Yeah. Where was the talking bit? <laughs> No, I'm not as bad as that, but I think you mentioned something, Adam, about, um, and I agree, and I feel like I'm trying to get better, is instead of, like, if something big happens, like, we're doing renovations at the minute and we've had issues with a few things, and instead of me going mental, I like, right, I'm just going to sit on this for a minute, I'm going to, like, take a breather, I'm going to type out this big email... And then I'm not going to send it. And then tomorrow I'll see if I still feel the same and then I'll send it. So I try and like, I'm, that's what I'm trying to get better at is processing it and not not just like a bull in a china shop. I'm trying to chill. There is some evidence that women are able to grow better from mistakes than men because when we make a mistake, the period of growth that comes afterwards, the guilt and shame then turns into positive building afterwards. So you feel a bit of guilt, you feel a bit of shame, you apologise and you build. However, this has been studied and women are more likely to feel shame and guilt about their mistakes than men, according to several studies con- conducted by Patricia Bryans from the Newcastle Business School of all places, Adam. So it would suggest that men feel less shame about their mistakes. Now, there could be sound biological 
reasons for this is places we've gone a few times listeners so forgive me if i'm repeating myself for you but this might be new for people that have come in for this episode but there are certain parts of a man's brain that are slower to develop they don't know why but we what we do know is a man takes to about 35 40 before his empathy and shame is fully in place like a whole 20 years after women and the suspicion is there must have been a time in evolutionary history where it wouldn't have been to your advantage to feel guilt and shame about, say, clubbing the head in of someone trying to, you know, move in on your cave, for example. So there is a there is a, a ruthlessness maybe that's built in, uh, and would explain why we see so many women throwing their hands up in the air. Well, fucking men, what's wrong with them? Up until they're dating forty five year old men, which of course are amazing. So I was listening to the. I think it was a Stephen Bartlett podcast with Simon Sinek and they were talking about, I think it was this one, where they were talking about why males are more, like, better entrepreneurs in business and they're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's to do with men sort of being, growing up like, you know, they're the ones that are sort of taught, you've got to ask the girl, like, you you know, you've got to keep going and they're sort of getting used to rejection from a younger age and maybe that's why this almost, you know, like made a mistake, move on, next one. And sort of maybe has that got something to do? I don't know. It's funny that because I saw something as well and it was the complete opposite. And it was like women that have had like loads of like heartbreak in younger years turn into be like the most successful businesswomen in the world. Fucking hell, I, I've, got, I've got a lot coming to me then, haven't I? Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, you've Not had one you. bastard. You haven't been shat on like 100 at <laughs> Tracy with twins from when Not she's 14. One. <laughs> <laughs> no but also i think as well like the um oh i was reading the spank story so all about the you know the the lady who started spanks and her dad every day at dinner or every week would go right what have you failed at what mistakes have you made this week so they would have to openly talk about oh, i made this mistakes and he'd be like well done well done you know keep going try harder next time so maybe that I, I, you know obviously that's had a real positive effect on her because she celebrated the mistakes the failures yeah and things like that but it, it is sexist isn't it Anna? if you think about it you and i could make mistakes of whatever proportion end up in the newspapers, we're probably more likely to get away with it, or should I put it, less likely to be shamed to the point where it really fucks us up than women would be. That said, I'm friends with Sean Walsh. There's definitely exceptions. What the hell was that about? The guy, the guy, fucking on the large scheme of things, did nothing. I was also friends with Caroline Black. Largely speaking, when a woman makes a mistake, it seems to be that they are less forgiven, particularly by media, even by family, than men. Well, this is this is a funny one, and obviously I don't want this to get cut at all. And when I'm halfway through this conversation, but me and Paige were speaking about this the other night. I took her; she didn't actually come in the nightclub, but she, um, I took her on my first personal appearance, and I came back, and it was like one o'clock in the morning, and I just came in, and I was like, honestly, Paige, if I did to a girl or a woman what some of them like women did to me, I would get crucified, and it must have happened about fifteen times on the night. And but then flip it on its head, we were actually having a conversation for about an hour long. But then you've got also got the other stigma. If a man like me goes with like loads of women, it's acted like it's almost praised by boys, boys on Instagram and boys in social media. But if a woman goes with a lot of men, it's like almost a, there's negative like comments about it, isn't there? So it, it's just half and half. But yeah, there, that was like something funny enough that came up last week. Yeah, it's not acceptable at all. You know, we, we, we've had people in the past where we, we've known and the females been doing that to men. And I'm like, if that was the other way around, they'd be, they'd be arrested. They'd be, you know, they'd be, 
I definitely being questioned by the police. You yeah. know, why why is it, it shouldn't be the other way around? I know probably Russ might would enjoy you know and stuff like that. But... <laughs> Either that or everyone ropes each other equally, and it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> on its head guys that's a different type of party yeah exactly yeah. yeah that reminds me free up some diary space for the new year <laughs> now, but also even in business you can imagine a female entrepreneur if she i've just been catching up that series we work it doesn't matter if you've not seen it but it's about the guy that started the shared workspace business it's a bio biographical series on apple tv with jared leader the guy's just allowed to fuck up over and over again lose millions lose billions you just know instinctively a female entrepreneur would not be treated the same why? Oh, she's no good with money. She's losing millions. It's like men have permission to stay in that sort of boy state, learning through mistakes longer. And it's all very well until you have a daughter like I've had and you're like, shit, man, that's not fair. I don't want that system to stay. Yeah, I, I mean, everyone always says, especially on Series 4, I got a, it was like, what happens if you've got a sister or something like that? And I had <laughs> I had three sisters. And it, do, it does make you realise because you start thinking differently when you put when you start like putting those scenarios in that. But uh, everyone makes mistakes. I think it's definitely what you do off the back of it, whether yeah. it's the tiniest thing in the world. Like I said, the little things in the house, the, the leaving the seat up, the recycling, the funny, you can almost laugh about it a little bit. But like, I think the big things, especially like, you kind of remember them if it's really big. Okay, guys, we're going to take a break there. That is the end of part one. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 